box. Who are we, Chris? Two queer intersectional feminists talking about Doctor Who. Absolutely. And this week's episode is episode four, Arachnids in the UK. General thoughts overall? I, I mean, no warm up. Just I'm doing fine. Thanks for asking, Charlie. <laughs> I live with you. I know how you're doing in general. <laughs> I know. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was it was good. Yeah, it seemed like a good episode. Um, when we were watching it, you were like, "Oh my god, the cinematography I, is so good." And I, I agree. It there was. was oh, it was just like there was a couple of shots in particular, like uh, jumping right, right to the end, like the closing shot with uh, the sort of like a a wide shot of the Doctor and companions watching the spider die whilst Robertson just walked away. Uh, I just thought it was really beautifully shot. Such a nerd. Right? Yes, that is the entire premise of this fucking podcast, Charlie. (laughs) We don't do this because we're normal. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start with the plot. What do you think of that? I think like other episodes in this series so far, it's been a pretty bog-standard RTD Hmm. um, problem. I, although, because I'm an environmentalist, I really, really appreciated that this was basically like, look, if we don't stop fucking up our planet and messing Hmm. with the ecosystem, we are going to have serious, serious problems on our hands. And I quite like that. I liked that little subtle yeah. environmentalist message. Yeah, it was actually a relatively nuanced uh, sort of look at like the ecosystem. Yeah. And how it's affected. Um, also, did you notice how like all the amazing women who were scientists, like they were all women? It yeah, that's a good point actually. Um, oh, the, the other thing was like, I'm not really afraid of spiders, but like... They were fucking creepy. Yes, this is every arachnophobe's like, worst nightmare. For mu- yeah, like for mummies, the, like the mummified people. Yes, oh my mm, god, that, that was that was creepy. Unsettling. It was creepy. The spider theme is something that's it crops up a lot in Doctor Who because there was that massive spider with David Tennant and Donna on her wedding day, and there was that same thing of mummifying um, Donna's husband. Well, yeah, that's true. So maybe they've rehashed. An old story a little bit. I mean, to be fair, Doctor Who's been going on for 50-odd years. Like, yeah. It's they they diff- kind of have to. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a fair enough point. Um, I like the plot of that was very different. Yeah, that's fair, but it's this whole spider theme. But, Look, we um, spent all this time... We spent so much time complaining about why do all of the aliens look like humans? We can't then be like, oh... You've done that before. Because there's a limited number of shapes they can easily come up with, okay? That's a good point. (laughs) Back to the whole, the BBC has no money. The special effects and stuff was good. Oh yeah, it was really good. They put some money into this, stop bitching. Right, so characters. (laughs) Okay. Sorry, just for anyone listening in, um, Charlie just went on a... I think it might have literally been a five-minute tangent talking was... about random TV that I don't watch. So, just just to give you a bit of insight into what I have to play <laughs> with. Well, you have to... I'm not even going there. Um, so, characters. 
Yeah. I really like Robert Cern, the American businessman, because he's clearly a parody of Donald Trump who despises Donald Trump. And I really like mm. that. He is that stereotype of what we Brits see American businessmen I like. I mean, it is just... He's guns are blazing, mm. wants to buy everything, doesn't care about the repercussions, and he doesn't care about the environment... And he's just like, oh, I know how to run things, so I'll make a great president. It's like, well, being a businessman is not the same as being a politician, but in America, clearly the two have become Yeah, I, I liked how it was basically just a piss take of, you know, a very particular kind of uh, American, American white man. Yeah. Um, which... Uh, and the, uh, why don't you just use guns like the rest of the civilised world line actually made me laugh. I know, it's like, it. no, literally only America. <laughs> literally only America. I know America likes to think that it is the world, but it is one continent out of, like, seven. What I also liked is that he has scheduled bathroom breaks, which um, <laughs> the other characters mock. And I really like that because it's like, this is just how ridiculous he is. He can't just, you know, go by his name like, oh, I need to go for a pee. You know, he, he has to be like, oh, my watch tells me I need to go for a piss. Yeah, I I, I found him entertaining. He was, a yeah. very, he was quite a generic villain character. Yeah, he was clearly the actual villain, not yeah. the spiders, not the villain that we think mm. is the villain. It was him, it was a human, and it was like... Let's, let's come back to this later, because I yeah. think this... This is a really interesting thing I'd like to get into a bit more. But um, uh, it was quite nice seeing Yaz's family a bit more. Yes, and... more. Speaking of Yaz, because what we said in the last episode, was the last episode? Really? I can't remember. Two episodes at, ago. Yeah, um, at some point we mentioned how we didn't really, at the beginning yeah. of the series, we weren't really getting to know Yaz. And now we are. And she's 100% bi. Because her mum said to the doctor and to Yaz, are you two seeing each other? And then when the doctor was like, no, we're not are we? Which I just, I love. I love that we're now seeing more of the Doctor and she's such a scatterbrain yeah. and she's wonderful and I just want to like give her a massive hug and be like, you're so adorable and you have no idea what's going on but also you're a genius and like, oh, you're just brilliant. Um, And, and so she doesn't really know if her and Yas are seeing each other and Yas has to be like, no, we're not. And then her mum asks if Ryan well, no, it's not her mum. Sonia, her sister, is, yeah. says to Ryan, are you two dating? Uh, yeah, I really like the dynamic of the family as a whole. Like, it felt sort of loving and supportive, but not, like, overly sweet and cutesy. Yeah, it was... it was very realistic, and I think that's why both of us were like, oh, that's what our family's like, because that is yeah, a real family. Yeah, it was relatable, yeah. Yeah, it's a real uh, family of, like, the mockery, but it's not real mockery, it's yeah. banter. Uh so I feel like the Doctor is really sort of coming out as like a distinct character now mm-hmm. um, and Jodie Whittaker's Doctor is your slightly sketchy mate who gets up to all of the weird shit and it's just like, yeah, it's breaking in, but that's okay right? Like Because you've given me permission <laughs> to break in right? She, she's a bit of a dickhead. I love she's her She's a though. bit of a dickhead babe, but I just like I love it. Like, I love her so much. She reads so well, but she's just a bit of an idiot sometimes. I don't sometimes. think she's a dickhead. I just think that she is a scatterbrain. And I think that's because she is still regenerating, which she keeps referencing. But and she's... everything's a bit, you know, she's trying to work out who she is. And also, she's the doctor. She is full think... of a lot of knowledge. I think scatterbrain isn't quite right. 
she doesn't think things through. Yes. She's just like, I'll just do this. I'm like, oh yeah, that was I... maybe not the best idea. She is like, I see what you mean about your slightly sketchy friend because I have, when you s- describe the doctor, a few of my friends come to my head and a few of your friends come to my head. Yeah. So, um, yeah, everyone has a friend like this doctor. Mm. And I think that's why everyone's loving her so much because she's very relatable. She is someone you want as a friend because you already have a friend like mm. her. Uh, so, like, Gray, Graham and Ryan, I feel their yes. relationship is growing, like, really nicely. And it is. I, I like that at this point in the series, there's a lot of quiet solidarity, there's a lot of mutual mm. support. They're not really ready to, like, openly... Well, certainly Ryan's not ready to, like, yeah. openly talk about feelings or the course of suffering granddad or whatever, but, like... Their relationship has grown so much, yeah. and it, it's grown very organically, and I yeah. really like that. I, I think, think it's... it's really strong script writing, yeah, because they have done it so organically. It's not just appeared overnight; they have built it slowly by episode by episode. Mm. And um, I think what was beautiful is that we are seeing um, the two of them grieve, and that's very noticeable when they do go back to Sheffield. They've been away for God knows how long, traveling. But in our time, in, you know, the world's timeline, they've only gone half an hour. And Graham realises, I need to go home. I need to face being home. Whereas Ryan can't go home yet. He can't be in the house with his, mm. where his grand was. And then at the end of the day, Graham realises he can't sit at home all day without Grace. He needs to be doing something in order to process his grief. Mm. And I think that is a very... Um, honest portrayal of grief you need you can't just because he graham knows that if he just stayed at home not traveling with the doctor Mm. he would just drive himself into a hole and get very upset because all he'd be thinking about is grace and he is acknowledging that he needs to do something to not get himself into that state yeah i i think it's it's definitely one of being being one of the stronger points of the series so far Mm. is there's a lot more nuanced writing. There's a lot more... They're dealing more with things like grief. Uh, and I know we've mentioned this like every episode, but like the dynamics and the relationships are actually growing and evolving, which I think mm. is often something uh, which is sort of let down a bit. It's It feels very character-driven, which yeah. I really like. I um, really like that. Yeah, so should we move on to like some of the themes, issues, whatever, yeah, raising this? sure. Um, I'm sorry, I've just seen in my notes that I wrote, I love that the Doctor thinks that the egomaniac, which is Robertson, is Ed Sheeran and is not impressed with his business portfolio <laughs> and keeps thinking that Ed Sheeran is running for president in 2020. I just love that like she knows everything in the universe. She knows everybody. You mention a name and she knows who it is. Ed Sheeran, not a clue. <laughs> I quite liked it as just like an ego attack on like <laughs> yeah. Robertson. Yeah, Robertson. Uh, just put a son on the end of my name. That's it. And your name is. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> um. So yeah, issues talked about in this episode. Environmentalism. Yeah, that was obviously like a, a really good, a really. I, that was the central plot point. I essentially. Loved it. 
I appreciate um, it. I think loneliness also mm. came up uh, because it, it's it's the thing that comes up a lot in Doctor Who with uh, the Doctor when she thought she was just gonna have to go and just like seeing her uh, essentially not wanting to be alone. Yeah. Um, it, that's something that like really that comes up a lot in Doctor Who, and also with Yaz. Yeah. Because there's a there's a little moment where she checks her phone and is like, it. It's not like a big moment in the episode, but it it's very much. Um, she looks at her phone and has like, oh, no one's messaged me, and it's it's disappointed but not surprised. Yeah. And also like her sisters picking on her a bit and being like, oh, you have no friends, and and that her friends are always weird. So yeah. It's, is this thing that, like, clearly Yaz was not... Um, and, and also it was touched upon in Ro- the episode Rosa um, when Ryan said some, made a comment about the kind of friends she had at school, mm. um, that clearly Yaz was always kind of the outcast, which is also another... Um, yeah, another, tro- another trope, trope yeah. around the Doctor, yeah. Especially with their companions, that they're usually outcasts, and clearly mm. Yaz is one of those that she's never really quite fit in, but she is such an important dynamic to the whole lot because she's a very valued character. I really like her character. Mm. Um, and I think it's quite nice to still have the whole the Doctor likes and is drawn to outcasts, and that is kind of... I, I like that mm. aspect of Doctor Who. I think another theme that came up a lot in this episode was, uh, I don't really know how to put this, it's, it's definitely sort of a quite a nebulous thing, but there's a lot about uh, the economic system. There's yeah. the villain, as it were, is greed. I mean, Robertson uh, incarnates a system which is based around passing on responsibility mm. Uh, reduced accountability and uh, maximising profit above all else. Yeah. And we see that with the fact that he does not want to take responsibility or care mm. that what his project has led to is a build-up of all the gases which has led to this disruption in the ecosystem and disruption yeah. in how the spiders respond and grow and stuff. And it's this absolute lack of well it doesn't matter we just get rid of the spiders and the problem is solved no the problem is not Mm. solved you are still building upon a dangerous toxic wasteland which is environmentally not a good idea it's probably illegal because of how it's environmentally bad it makes the land unstable Mm. etc etc and he just doesn't care because like you say it's Profit above all else. He has spent a lot of money on this project. Mm. Doesn't care what the consequences are. I did also quite like that um, they didn't do what was, was would be easy to do, which is uh, make the spiders to be the evil ones. Yes, they very they did a really good job of talking about. Uh, this is a human error. Mm. This yeah. is because humans are not responsible and they're not looking after the ecosystem, they're not disposing of waste properly, they're passing on responsibility. Yeah. And I I like that they had a lot of... The Doctor and Jade, the scientists, had a lot of um, 
sympathy for compassion. yeah compassion yeah. for the spider because she was dying and it wasn't her fault that she kept growing and growing and growing and ended up having to attack people in the way that she was she had no idea what mm. they understood what the spider was going through and i thought that was really I, sweet i thought that was a really beautiful scene uh well a really sad scene mm. um at the end where you could see this essentially very sick animal and then coming face to face with what they'd built up in their minds to be a monster and just realizing it's scared and confused and just trying to respond to its basic instincts yeah i i think there's also a really interesting uh philosophical point which came out from it uh of deontology versus utilitarianism um for those who are not as up to date on their philosophy terminology like me I'm a politics student not a philosophy student because the two are so separate shut up anyway uh, so a, a utilitarian is a consequentialist in that they believe that the outcome is what matters uh, deontologists a very broad school of philosophers but uh, broadly speaking they they care about uh people following certain set rules which means they behave ethically or people acting with ethical intentions um and that's something that came out when uh robertson kills the spider yeah because from a purely utilitarian standpoint that was honestly the best possible outcome it gave it a quick and relatively painless death yeah um but the doctor uh, challenges his assessment of that with, uh, I think the line is there's no mercy in your eyes. Yeah. I think that, it, I just found it really interesting. Maybe I'm just a philosophy nerd. I'm all the nerds. <laughs> you are every type of nerd rolled up into one big teddy bear. So what did you think of the episode overall? I really liked it. I, um, I didn't realise how much I liked it until we re- we rewatched yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I liked the environmentalist message. I liked that the enemy wasn't an alien. It was our own wrongdoing, our own mistreatment mm. of the environment, of um, natural resources and of waste management. Um, and it's a really important issue. So I, I really liked it. I yeah, I, th- I thought it was good. I also quite liked uh, Robertson. Yes. What we don't see enough of is just like a genuinely quite funny character. I just found him. I just laughed. Out of ten, I'd give it an eight. I think. Yeah, so I'd give it an eight. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Awesome. Thanks for listening to Two Snowflakes and a Blue Box. I've been Charlie. I've been Chris. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook or Twitter as Two Snowflakes and a Blue Box or at Two S A A B B. You can also contact us by email with uh, at number two snowflakes and a blue box at gmail.com.